podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a new podcast, The Paddock in the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. Hello everyone. Today's guest is not a cricketer or a jockey, but actor Robert Bathurst, a star of Cold Feet and Downton Abbey, who is a keen horse racing fan. Thank you very much for joining me, Robert, or should I say David Marsden, Sir Anthony Strallen, or Sergeant Wilson? I'll answer to anything. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Stephen. <laughs> well, thank you very much um, for joining me on the paddock and the pavilion. I wanted to start by asking you about the film, the new film, The Fall, which you co-directed with Nathan Horrocks, my guest on episode 68. How did you get involved in the film? Uh, someone heard that I was a fan of racing, and uh, Nathan had got had created this idea. As you, he will have explained to you, um, he wanted to write something which recognised the pressure that jockeys are under. His former weighing room colleagues, and uh, two of uh, the weighing room colleagues um, lost their lives, um, killed themselves last year, and he felt that he wanted to write something which which reflected the pressure the jockeys are under. Uh, he he rang me up to talk about uh, playing a, a a character on the telephone who was a trainer. Uh, so we got talking about the script and uh, and I we just sort of ch- chatted about it and and I said that these things sometimes work better um, if the drama comes first and the message comes second. And uh, anyway, we ended up collaborating on it and looking at the script and reworking it and, and well, it's his creation but I, I just sort of chipped in really and then I asked him if if he'd ever directed actors before there are two characters in it there's the jockey and his partner and uh, he said he hadn't he, he makes really high grade high-end documentary work for equine productions uh, but he hasn't done drama before and I asked him if he'd ever directed actors he said he hadn't I said well I'll do it <laughs> Um, and so he said, in, in ta- well, once, you know, he went, mm, not sure about this, but then, uh, he seemed to come around to that idea and we collaborated fully on it. It's always his project. I mean, it's never, I mean, there's no, um, land grab here. It's, it's entirely, um, Nathan's uh, creation. Uh, and I just contributed to it and collaborated with him. So uh, yeah, we, we wrote it and, uh, co-directed it. And is it a big challenge being the co-director and playing a part in the film? Well, the part, I mean, it was, it was on the telephone. So I, I, uh, there's the trainer. Um, so yeah, I no, I mean, there was no, no great conflict there. Uh, it's, I, I hadn't directed before. I hadn't directed, um, on telly before. And I had no desire to be in front of the camera really for the first time in my, my life. Really. I suddenly realized, oh, gosh, this is good. Enjoying this. And we were working with two really good actors, Daniel Thrace and Chloe Wade. And, uh, and I really enjoyed just, you know, it just, trying to make the beats of the drama work. I don't know if they do or not, in other people's opinion, but uh, people seem to be very pro the film, the ones who've seen it. And, uh, and I think there is, there is a message in it. There is, there is a, and, and, but I think what I wanted to ensure was that there was, in the 20 minutes we had, we, we told the story and uh, the message uh, comes through, through, through the drama. And do you think being a keen racing fan, it helped, helped you co-direct the film? I've always been fascinated by by the world of racing. I mean, it's, I'm not a great gambler. I, um, I I don't I don't bet punt heavy at all. Um, so my net contribution, <laughs> as as Geoffrey uh, Bernard, the uh, sports writer, used to call it, the the Joe Coral Benevolent Fund, was what he used to contribute to every <laughs> every day. 
Um, so my contribution to the equivalent of the Joe Coral Benevolent Fund was pretty, pretty meager, but, uh, my interest in the, in the game is, is enormous. I mean, especially in the jumps, although increasingly in the flat, actually, I've, I've been very, very drawn to, uh, the, the flat this year, especially listening to the Nick Nuck Daily podcast. I don't know if you've listened to that, but it's certainly it's do. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, um, daily summation of what's going on in the, in the, in the flat, which I've always found too confusing to really engage with, but, uh, Anyway, he's opened up that up for me. It's um, uh, yeah, I've always loved the, loved the game. I love the journalism of it. I love the language of racing. I love the characters in it. I like the smell of it. And uh, so when Nathan uh, wanted to talk about it, uh, this idea, uh, yeah, I, I literally jumped at it, and um, I thought this would be really, really interesting to be part of. And do you think it sends out a good message? Because I I interviewed, funny enough, um, Paige Fuller, the national hunt jockey. Um, in episode 67 and she talked about some of the online abuse which she seems to just brush aside as a jockey yeah i mean i mean you the, the, people are perpetually online I mean, my generation aren't particularly uh, and so uh, you, you, we aren't aware of quite the intensity of 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 living your life online and when it's it's the playground it's i mean it's it's the equivalent of a, of the a global playground where you get uh, you get bullied and shouted at and screamed at and and uh, torn apart and so um somehow you've got to cope uh, you've got to cope in the playground you've got to cope on on twitter somehow and and uh yeah with the whole safi osman thing as well her reaction uh, was 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 oh dad why 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 make a fuss um, this is just part of it, of course, but but it's wrong. I mean, it's it's wrong in 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 any context uh, that sort of behaviour. And if you're dealing with, you you can tip people over. And uh, I think you, when things aren't going well, and I, that's what interests me about the the whole sort of jockey thing is 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 how on their own they are. I mean, they've been in the yard trying to get rides from a very early age, and uh, and if things go wrong, you can spiral. And uh, that's something that Nathan's acutely aware of and uh, something that uh, I've been reading about. And so, yeah, the, 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 the online abuse that they get is not just racing, but, but it, there's a particular, a particular pressure, I think, that jockeys are under, which is a sort of combination of, of all sorts of things, including diet. Uh, and, and so it just fascinates me as a sort of cocktail of, of things that, that, that go on to... Um, to gnaw away at a, at a, a jockey's um, mental well-being. And as an actor, you must have some pressure when you go on their opening night uh, at the theatre. Not quite the same, but there must be some pressure there. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing like it. I mean, you know, nothing like uh, do it, taking beaches. <laughs> I do sometimes when you're on a first night, and yeah, of course the nerves to take on, and you think before you go on stage that moment before you go on stage you do think well you know who needs to do bungee jumping uh, but uh, it, there's no physical threat uh, by and large in acting <laughs> it's a much more sedate and less threatening environment than uh, than and hurling yourself at a chase fence at um, 30 miles an hour well let's just move on to your, to your as you say your love of racing you're, you're born in ghana in 1957 and you moved to ireland two years later was ireland the key to your interest in horse racing well i spent see i grew up in ireland until i was about 10 i remember going to the curra and uh, i remember being i do i, I got this sort of uh, snapshot of this little I, uh, thing in my mind of, 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 of sitting next to the the fence and seeing 
that whole that whoosh and that blaze of color and 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 uh, everything like that and I, I remember that very vividly um I, uh yeah and i was i was at school and there were all sorts, sorts of racing people there and things and um so yeah probably i i don't I'm, i've never done therapy this is probably my first therapy session Stephen. so uh yeah uh, bill me later um so i yeah i imagine that my um time in Ireland was probably some something to do with it i don't know um but it was later really that uh i i got into it i remember i remember on the um when color television came in uh, my cousin's family who were um, much better off they they had a color tv and uh we used to go down there on boxing day i was so excited must have must have been the king george uh watching uh racing for the first time in color it was so exciting, and I just always adored. Color has been very much part; it is part of the, the game, and um, it's one of the great uh, appealing attractions of it. And uh, not just the color of the silks, but the color of the, the white rails and the green of the turf. And yeah, it's just, it's uh, so watching it for the first time. I remember that very clearly. So yeah, I've always been drawn to to racing to some degree, and then more particularly through the writings of writing of um, Alistair Down, Brough Scott, and people, and. Uh, Reading, reading about it and, uh, and devouring the racing post all winter. Uh, it's sort of developed from there over the last sort of 20, 20, 30 years or so. So when you went to Cambridge, did you not then go to Newmarket races a few times? Were you sneaking no. off uh, uh, lessons and things like that? I, I wasn't into it then particularly. And uh, uh, actually, I went to Newmarket. I was working somewhere. I don't know what I was doing. But um, I, went to, I thought I'd go to the, in the autumn. I went to Newmarket. To uh, to go to the, mu- the the museum. I think thing, things may have changed since then, so I don't want to malign them. But I went in there, and uh, they said, "No, no, no, racing is over." And it was something like sort of November. And I said, oh, "Sorry," they said, "It's closed. Racing is finished." I said, "There's a big card of jump racing this very day. How can you, how can you say racing is finished? And of course, racing in Newmarket uh, uh, is is over." Um, as far as they're concerned, but um, anyway, they let me in, which was very, very kind. Um, so no, you know, when I was at university, I didn't, I do, I wasn't up uh, doing that at all, and uh, the interest really developed uh, much, much later. Well, I can assure you that the National Horse Racing Museum moved in 2016 when it was reopened by the Queen and is open 12 months of the year now. And you must go, you must go along and see. Oh, I'm, uh, well, go again. I mean, I, I really enjoyed going there last time. They, as they say, they gave me a sneak. Uh, a sneak into illegal entry, so I did uh, have a good look around. Yeah. You've already alluded to it a bit already, but what what is it you like about racing? You said you like jump racing more than flat racing. Well, I just like following the, the careers of of, uh, of horses, and uh, um, I didn't. I, I've never really uh, until recently sort of had to get got a handle on the pattern of of, of racing in in, um, in in on the flat, and uh, it, it's always. I, I just love following a horse for eight years, <laughs> and, which and you see, can with see, jump racing, can't which you? you do yeah. with jumps, and and uh, so it's uh, and and I've I've not particularly drawn to um, speed. You know, I'm not sort of you know I don't I don't like watch I don't uh, like driving fast. I'm not that fast about five and six and seven seven furlong. Uh, races up like i'm more increasing i'm increasing the more you sort of get to know about it the more the more interesting it becomes but anyway my draw my my my, my taste is for is for the fat is for the for the jump uh because you can follow the follow the careers of that and the stories are um are very rich and uh so 
uh, and I just like standing out by a jump. I mean, it's basic, I really basic my interest in it. It's sort of sensual in, in, in many ways um, because you stand by the by the jumps, and and um, and it's so exciting. <laughs> It's fantastically exciting, and uh, and there is huge danger, and of course, you know the participants are in in great peril, and they're doing that for our entertainment and sport. And it's also it's also um, I, I think I love the sportsmanship of it, and and the fact that and it's a I know it's it's facile to say it, but you, I can't think of another sport where you, where you even the champions have to reckon on losing eighty percent of the time, and 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 you've you've got to you've got to have an attitude to loss to losing. Um, which which most participants of the sport just couldn't tolerate, and people in racing have to be really good losers, and the wins are so are so intense as a result. Uh, and I love seeing that, and I love love um, witnessing that. And that ties in well with with you know the film The Fall. How often do you get to to go racing? Are you you know when you're filming and things? Do you you arrange filming sometimes so you can sneak off to the races? I do occasionally. Yeah, I do. I mean, I mean, when I'm abroad, I like doing it as well. And, uh, you know, landed in uh, Cape Town. The first thing I did was went to Kenilworth and, uh, I was, I, but it was just slightly depressing because I was only one of about a hundred people there. And of course the whole thing was being done for the benefit of the shops. But I, I went out to, um, went out to the start. I love going out to the start. I went out to the start of the race and it was actually chaotic in the stalls there and sort of handlers breaking their leg and things like that. And it was, it was, uh, but then also went to the most, the the least atmospheric race course in the world, I suspect. I mean, there might be a competition here, but so I, in Malaysia, I went out to uh, towards the Cameron Highlands. There's a there's a, uh, there's a course called I think it's Perak, which is an old uh, mining town. Huge stand, almost empty, um, and, uh, and no one's allowed to, even to go into the only owners and trainers are allowed anywhere near the paddock. We might as well have been standing in. Everybody were looking at the screens. Those who were there in the stand weren't even looking at the racing out there. It was just going on, sort of way in the distance out there. But uh, even that had, had a fantastic atmosphere within the in the betting in 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 the um, people, um, the lots of screaming, and shouting in the stand, and uh, people taking bets and the, the the tellers. There were a few sort of tote things like that, but the tellers were, were taking bets with with marker pens on their forefinger. And they had a sort of bus conductor's leather pouch with with cash in it. And I'm not quite sure how how the bets were taken, how the bets were settled. Um, it was very it's unlike any any race meeting I've ever been to. But uh, yeah, so wherever I'm wherever I am, I try, I try and uh, try and find the meeting. And uh, been in Australia and uh, been to um, Ascot in Perth. And uh, oh, I've been there. Is, I've been to Ascot yeah. in Perth. It's a lovely course. Mm. Yeah. yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And who have been your racing, or who are, and who have been your racing heroes, like both jockeys and trainers, and horses? Uh, well, um, uh, well, the, 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 the racing heroes initially are the, the journalists and the, the, the writers and the ones who can um, get the hairs on the back of your neck, standing with a description of a, of a, of a day. Um, and uh, so, I mean, I, I, I was I was sort of really getting into it sort of around the time of Moscow Flower and Jessica Harrington and Barry Garrity and uh, um, and but also I just like reading about it, you know, sort of Jeffrey Archer and and uh, Jeffrey Archer. Well, I toy. <laughs> He's getting a plug there. Yeah, quite. Yeah, uh, sort of Fred Archer and people and uh, and all all those um, those stories and and. Uh, um, 
So yeah, I mean the I mean there's uh, countless uh, owners, trainers, and people like that. I I I take. I'm not see, I'm not involved. I'm not enmeshed in the world. I'm a complete outsider. Um, and as a fan, I so I'm slightly guilty about the fact that I don't sort of contribute. And uh, whenever you meet a trainer, the subtext of any conversation with a trainer is, "Do you want to share in this?" <laughs> I've got this all saying like that, and. Um, and actually, I went to when we were filming the fall. I went to uh, Seven Barrows and uh, and to Sherwoods. Um, uh, but Jerry McGrath invited me to Seven Barrows, and uh, I said to him, "Look, I will come on condition that Nicky Anderson is not rubbing his hands with glee at my empty wallet." And uh, he said, "No, no, no, no problem at all." They were, they were ter- really hospitable, and you know, there I was in the Land Rover with with. Um, and Henson and AP and all that. And, and it was just so exciting. I just love being in the yard. And of course, inevitably the subject of a share in, <laughs> this, <laughs> came in, up. in this horse came up. Of course it is. It's his job. Um, uh, anyway, uh, so Jerry didn't get a, didn't get a commission that day, unfortunately, but I had the best fun. And do you get to Cheltenham and have you been to the Grand National? Yeah, I've been to both. Uh, yeah. Um, I, 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 mean, I like small meetings as well. I mean, I love, love going to Plumpton. And um, I, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so I mean, the, the crowds at, uh, at Cheltenham, they're really on really packed days when 60,000 are in there. It's, it's pretty tight. And uh, I sort of, um, it's fun. But I mean, Cheltenham, um, I adore it, of course. It worries me that, uh, as with many people who follow the game, that uh, everything is about Cheltenham and you just wish that the, uh, the other major winter events were, were had. Um, People were aiming just as hard at those, but uh, so yeah, I've been to I've been to Charlotte, been to the, been to the national, and uh, and, and uh, just I just go to her to inhale, really. And you presented some prizes at Royal Ascot the other year as well. <laughs> I saw I did, you in your top hat online. Yeah, I did. I did present uh, a prize for, and it was rather rather enjoyable because uh, the guy I was giving it to, um, uh, you know, you do the sort of the cheesy thing like that, you know, to the to camera. And he uh, he said, "I don't smile. I'm from Yorkshire." He said. <laughs> so it was, um, yeah. No, that was that was that was fun. And Ascot have been really good to us actually. In, in the fall, they gave us a lot of support, and uh, they gave us the weighing room, and uh, to to do the scene, the top and tail scenes of the film. And uh, we're launching it there, I think, in uh, on the second of October. I think we're doing an after racing uh, launch of the film. At Ascot, and they're giving us facilities for that. Um, so they've been, they've been great support, supporters of us. Now, you said you didn't want to be an owner yourself, but um, James Nesbitt, who you starred in Cold Feet with, he's he's been quite a successful owner himself, then. He did, yeah. Moscow, uh, not Moscow Flower, was it? Um, Riverside, Riverside Theatre. Theatre. Yeah. Riverside Theatre. Well, yeah, absolutely got the run there. And um, yeah, I mean, Jimmy's not, not, I don't think he's owning anymore. Um, I mean, once you've, once you've, once you've, <laughs> With your first horse, <laughs> you get you get a, ch- a major um, event at uh, Cheltenham. It's uh, you know, and and the ride, I mean, the ride that uh, Barry Garrity gave him on that one was was, was staggering and uh, forceful and uh, brilliant. Um, so yeah, no, he's he's had a great great fun. We we did. Uh, I went. Yeah, I was at Ch- I, I took the cast and I suggested that we all went off one year to uh, to Ch- Chester when we were filming Coffee. And we had a blast there. And then the following year, um, uh, Mike Bullen wrote a, uh, an episode where my character uh, buys a horse <laughs> as a present for, his, for Karen, his wife. And uh, she's very unimpressed. 
Um, and, uh, so yeah. And so we, so we had another day at, uh, at, uh, at, uh, in the middle of the, the maelstrom of, of, uh, Chester in May, I think it was. I was going to ask, had you played any, uh, ro- horse racing roles, but you just told me that. So. Well, as an owner. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, and uh i did uh yeah we were we, we i was doing a show in chichester once and uh dorothy tutin was in it and so she was out we were all in the middle there was the chichester festival theater handicap i think it was and uh uh and i i i sort of t- turned i'm rather clumsy and i t- i in the paddock i turned around and i very nearly trod on on uh, willie carson and um uh, and so i thought well i'll use that and so we, we put that into the cold feet thing where, where where a jockey sort of comes past me at sort of at that height and i sort of <laughs> I turn around and and uh and he goes flying and i don't even notice it so we, we uh we stuck that and stuck that in from my uh time at uh in the paddock at Chichester. and robert you also told me off air that you like cricket as well i've always loved cricket yeah exactly i um, i remember aged about eight um, um doing an off spinner which uh, clipped the off stump and i was hooked ever since really did you play at school and or do you just watch I or played at school i was a, i was a sort of first very steady opener <laughs> nothing flash i had a good offside and a rubbish onside uh so uh yeah if it was wide outside it was on on the on the on on the off i could cut it handsomely but uh try you know, try a, a, an on drive and I'd just fall over and do you ever get to see a test match or get to lords places like that I, yeah, no, I do. I, I love, love, love going to, uh, love going to the games. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've always have, I've, I've always adored it. And, uh, you know, I used to like so many people watch it on, uh, on the BBC, uh, all summer. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I've, I've been a cricket fan for, for years and years. Any favorite players? Uh, John Gleeson, uh, Jack Simmons. I, I was sort of uh, my 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 off tweakers. I suspect I tried to model myself on those. Um, and uh, so yeah, I mean, there's I all those all those players, and of course, eighty one uh, was was is live long in the memory. Um, but uh, no, I just I really love five days of a test and the and the. The, the acts that go in it, all the different movements throughout it, and the twists and the turns. And I remember, I test. So, so I like I like sort of test match and village cricket. They're the two sort of uh, um, side of uh, the game that I follow. Of the follow that, that uh, I love. I can happily go and sit on the edge of a boundary of a, of a village game and uh, watch it equally. I'll also very happily go to all five days of a test if I can. Oh well, back to acting. We've got the new James Bond film out now, and I read. Uh, that you uh, auditioned for the James Bond role back in the 1980s. Yeah, one of man, one of a hundred thousand people probably who went through the door. Um, uh, yeah, no, no, Bond would never have been. Yeah, I can imagine playing the saint back in the back in the day, but uh, I think uh, Bond is uh, is too rusty, tufty stuff, and uh, I I don't do stunts. I just do hand to hand irony. It's about as dangerous as I get. So uh, you don't think James Bond could be a clumsy character, really? No. <laughs> Yeah, and it's uh, so. Anyway, that, that yeah, that was just. Uh, I mean, all actors go up for things which they get and they don't get. So, um, and they, I think they, they, they. I, I have no idea why I was seen for it. I suspect that Timothy Dalton had already been cast, and they were, they were, they wanted his signature. So they said, "Well, we're still still seeing seeing people." So uh, they just sort of line up a whole lot of no hopers and uh, and just to persuade him to sign. 
Well, how, how has COVID affected though, you in the last 18 months? Have you had lots of things cancelled and are you now busy working again? I did have a thing cancelled. I, I had a I play. I don't want to take out a violin because um, I mean, every, the whole, everybody else in the, in, in the theatre business is uh, going. I had the same, but uh, yeah, I had a, I had a show uh, which I'd been planning for about five years and doing tryouts of it down there, and we had a twelve week run. Um, three got three weeks in before the, um, everything had to stop. It was a two hander in verse with cartoons and. Um, uh, it was it's really good. it was going really well, and uh, so that had to stop. I was hoping to be able to take it to festivals in Australia this January, February, March, but uh, New Zealand. But that looks as though uh, that's out of the question. Uh, it's a show which I will take away somewhere when it when it when it gets going again. Everything gets going again, and I've been doing um, yeah, I've been doing telly for the last uh, few months on and off, and uh, a lot of voice stuff in my home studio. Um, and it, 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 it throws up, uh, it means you can work from home as well, which, which in, in, on the voices stuff, uh, and it throws up sort of odd, odd circumstances where I was doing a show with, I was doing a show, I was doing a commercial and the director was wherever he was. And, um, he apologized suddenly. He said that he was very sorry. He said, uh, there was a mechanical noise behind him and uh, he said, I'm very sorry. He said, my mother's on the rowing machine. So it's sort of that sort of thing could never happen in any other sort of circumstances, really. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's been sort of voice stuff and television, and uh, so and at the moment I, I've been doing more Toast of London, uh, which is a, a show that Channel Four put on for three seasons, and the BBC have just taken it, which is um, uh, it's been great to be going back to that and uh, doing a thing called The Larkins, which is a, a sort of reworking by Simon Nye of Men Behaving Badly fame. And others, uh, he has uh, re- rewritten the H. E. Bates story, "The Darling Buds of May." Uh, so it's called "The Larkins," and that's I think is coming out quite soon. But uh, that's all to be revealed by ITV before long. And we're doing the Christmas special of that coming up. So yeah, this is uh, TV has managed to to work, uh, and they, they you know test you, and just everybody carries on as normal. Um, but theatre, uh, although there are shows around, um, commercial th- theatre producers, I think, are pretty wary about uh, the situation. Subsidised theatre seems to be um, uh, braver because they can be. But um, yeah, it's, it's still still uh, fairly turbulent, as you imagine. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for um, joining me on the paddock and the pavilion. Best wishes for the the new film, The Fall, which is out on Sky Sports Racing in early October. Um, I must also thank Nathan Horrocks from Equine Productions for introducing me to you to come on the podcast. And, uh, and best of luck for the future. And, well, your, and your love of racing as well. And keep following <laughs> yes. uh, the race and reading the racing post, as you said earlier. Yeah, yeah no, it's a, that's essential reading. Yeah. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks very much. Very good to meet thank, you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Paddock and The Pavilion. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and now on Instagram at The Pad and Pav. Don't forget, if you like the show, please do leave us a rating and review. Sports Social Podcast Network.